Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled working mother who hit snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can follow a nutrition plan that supports their goals, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of their to-do list, and go to bed feeling fantastic about the day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle, and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. Now on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new season of Healthy Habits for Life. I'm Carol Perlman, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited. I took a little bit of a break over the summer, and I'm really excited to be back this fall with some new topics and lots of new episodes. So stay tuned. They'll be dropping weekly. I am kicking off the fall with a very timely theme. So for many of us, this is the last weekend. August and we're heading into Labor Day weekend and September. And for many of us, that means it's back to school. Kids are going back to school. Routines are changing. And you know what? So many people have been telling me that even if you don't have kids in the house, that there's still something about September that feels like a new start, maybe even more than January for some people. So summer is ending. Our kind of flexible, lazy schedules are coming to an end. And we are getting ready to settle into routine and increased fall activity. So what I thought I would do to help us address this is a series of live coaching episodes where I'll be bringing in some of my past clients as well as some guests who are looking to do some work on improving their time management systems. And we'll do some live coaching so you can hear a little bit more about how it is that I create my own time management system, how, what I teach others, and you'll hear about all sorts of solutions that we cover as we go over some of the struggles with my guests. So this is going to take us um, probably through September. So stay tuned. There'll be many episodes. They'll uh, they'll drop every week and we're going to cover a lot of ground. So get ready. We're going to introduce my new guest for today. And here is the first of our live coaching sessions. Okay, so let's dive into today's guest. I'm so excited to have a friend slash business partner slash think tank partner with me today, Gail Goldner. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Gail. Great to see you, Carol. So glad to have you. So some of you may remember Gail was on the podcast. We're trying to remember how long ago it was. It was about a year ago. Gail was one of my clients Um well, has been a client for many, many years. We worked on a variety of goals, including time management. And we did a great episode for the podcast on some live coaching. Gail had finished the time management program. And then we were following up, I think it was several months later when we were kind of helping you make some tweaks to think to um, elements of your system that you were still building. So today, let's catch up. So let's do a check in and we'll see how things are going. And if there are any glitches, we will dive into that and see if we can iron out the details. But before we do this, before we do that, how about give us an overview? Tell us a little bit about kind of what day to day life looks like for you today and what you have on your plate. 
Right. So um, it's interesting because people always ask me, you know, well, what do you do? And because I do so many things, uh, I guess I'm a juggler, right? So um, my business, Golden Management Services, I uh, systematize and organize small businesses. However, I also wear a few other hats. So I also do some meeting planning. I help people with their LinkedIn profiles. I do some personal organization. So I'm really juggling a lot. So I think I'm probably juggling more than I had been um, when probably when I spoke to you in the past. And that's that's you know one of the issues is when you are juggling several different clients and several different types of clients yes. um, who have different needs. Um, so that's where um, that's where the struggle is because also sometimes people you know schedule things when I've had other things scheduled. So then you have to move things around. And I mean I still um, to this day like and I. I'll say, I said it last time, I'll say it before. I mean, the best piece of advice ever from Carol is got to be um, that you just have to put every single thing in your calendar that you're going to do, whether it is, you know, lunch, working out, or the important things. Meetings are easy to put in your calendar, but it's those other things like, oh, I'm going to work on this database from three to four. Yeah. Because otherwise that's not going to get done. It's and, the white space, like really, right. really fleshing out the white space and making a plan. So we'll get into that, but I'm so glad you that still sticks out for you. And right. that for me is like the pillar, I would say for everything. And, and I've shared it so many times with everyone, especially I work with a lot of emerging professionals and yeah. that is the key, you know, the key. I mean, I still struggle a lot with the, like make a list and the top, you know, three things move yeah. them into your calendar. Like that just hasn't seemed to work for me. Um, and then just like, I don't know, like it just, it's just hard when, you know, things come in, and then all of a sudden, like it changes your whole schedule mm. and then with that, you know, that. Ooh, let's of... maybe start with that. Yeah. But I just want to highlight, um, you know, we were chatting over the summer and I was asking you, what are you up to these days? And you, this was by email or text or something. <laughs> and you wrote me this whole list and my head was kind of spinning. And I was my reaction. <laughs> I didn't get to tell you this, but my reaction was, oh, my God, Gail, you do so many things. I can't even keep it all straight. And I don't <laughs> even begin to imagine how you keep it all straight. So I definitely get what you're saying that you were pulled in a lot of directions. And, you know, I think about this, I know a lot of people who are consultants, and so they have a lot of different clients. And it's, it's just a whole nother level of time management demands when you have very different clients, and you're doing, you're wearing many hats. And I think a lot of people are probably in your situation. So this is great for us to cover today. So we're going to do some live coaching today. And so people can get a sense of you know, the system that I teach and how you put that into place. And then also how you troubleshoot because it happens to everyone, even with the greatest system, inevitably throughout the day, throughout the week, we, we come up against obstacles. And one of the biggest things I try to teach is that to really be on the lookout for that. So when they happen, don't just get, let yourself get pulled into the obstacle, but pause and take a step back and devote some time to troubleshooting it and figuring out how do I solve this glitch so that it doesn't keep coming up over and over again. So let's pick a couple of glitches today. So one thing you mentioned was the unexpected. Let's definitely talk about that. Um, what would you say two other things are that you want us to address today? Two other things to address. Um, would you say maybe going back to the idea of like the white space and the un like making sure I mean sure that's what... always helpful. Yeah. I would say for sure. Um, I mean, I'm still trying to I do like like the paper and the electronic, but sometimes it doesn't always work. So, so maybe I don't know. how to integrate paper and electronic? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So I do, I mean, I do need the paper, especially for keeping track with, with certain clients, you know, what I do. And it's because what happens is, I mean, I guess you could erase on electronic, right? Obviously, but there's something about, um, and I bought, I do use a different planner than your original planner. But one of the things that's really important is to have the hour broken up by quarter by quarters. That was really oh, important. Oh, okay, find, great. To find a planner yeah. that had that for me is very um important. Okay. All right. Because so there let's, are times let's where within an hour I'm doing like four different things. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I know attorneys have to bill, you know, by the minute and they have apps where they literally have to write down, you know, what they're billing, what they're working on and what they can bill for. So let's start with the unexpected. So it is bound to happen. So let me ask you this actually. Do you sit down at the beginning of the week and look at your planner and kind of see what's so I haven't up? been as good about that. And I know that that's something that's really you know, important, like for one of the other things that I have always wanted to do that never has happened on the personal level, for example, like meal planning, right? Yeah. Like I know so many people, it's like Sunday, they do all their meals. And I know that you also like Sunday, you know, look at your week. And sometimes my husband and I do go through the week. And I know that's like not on a business level. Um, and I do think, I know it's like a good thing to do. And it's just a matter of it becoming like a habit. Yeah. It happened. Why, why do you think that that hasn't stuck over the past couple of years? I mean, I think it's just because of my schedule. It's like, it sounds really nice. Like I remember you telling me like, oh, so pick a time on Sunday. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that's really great. And then this Sunday I'm going to do that. And then next Sunday, something else comes up and it just doesn't seem to, you know, it just doesn't seem to work. Cause like, even in general, I know that they say like, wake up the same time every day. Then, yeah. you know, and that never happens or go to sleep the same time every day. And so I think it's really hard when you don't have that. Like, I know you're very disciplined about your whole miracle morning and you know that kind of thing so i think when you don't have that consistent things just keep changing yeah it's hard. um so and, i and think you know that it would be helpful it's just a matter of yeah figuring out to make that stick so i think that's a glitch we want to take a look at because i do think that it's huge being able to just take a look at everything coming up because sometimes you catch the glitches in advance before they happen. Like we were just talking offline this morning about this little glitch that happened. And I don't know if that one, maybe you would have caught it, maybe not, but I know it happens to me all the time where all of a sudden I realize, oh my God, I'm double booked. Or I look at the weekend. I'm like, you know what? That is too much for one day. I need to take something off and cancel or move something because it's just too much. So you miss out on that opportunity to fine tune things mm -hmm. or catch the mistakes in advance or make plans like you know, whether it's, oh, I have a party coming up, I have to get a gift or, you know, whatever it is. So if you're finding that Sundays didn't work for you, is mm -hmm. it possible that maybe the weekend doesn't work, but maybe that would be a better Monday morning habit for you? Right. I was actually thinking even further. I'm wondering if like Friday, because the problem with Monday morning, then what happens if you have something Monday morning, then you miss Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking now maybe Friday, you know, afternoons or something maybe is better to look over the that whole week. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine how that would feel? So you pretty much work full time, right? So you're working nine yes. to five mm -hmm. on Friday. So can you imagine as you get ready to close out for the weekend and you make this one of the last things that you do as you take a look at the next week and you get everything set up? How amazing would you feel going into the weekend and then going into Monday morning if you knew your plan was all done? Well, fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think I'm going to try to do that. I'll try to, I mean, I'll put it in my calendar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know what? The other good thing about that Friday, so put it in your calendar as a repeating event with 
an alarm. And the good thing about that is that you have multiple options. If it can't happen, I mean, you're someone you take advantage of fun opportunities and, you know, you're always doing a lot of different things. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, if something fun comes up and you decide to duck out early or whatever, you're on the move on Friday, you can always bump it and say, okay, this week I didn't get to do it Friday. So let me just move that over in my digital calendar onto Saturday morning and set the alarm and make sure it happens. And then worst case scenario, if it doesn't happen Saturday morning, you can move it to the afternoon. You can move it to Sunday morning. You have many opportunities as backup before you get to Monday morning. Yeah, that's why I don't think Monday is good. Yeah. Because if it does get pushed off, and like I said, the, I feel like a lot of things happen like Monday at nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like so you want to know, you want to know what's happening. And um, I know, I mean, you've heard me say this time again, it makes such a difference for me if I've been on every, every week I do it, but if I've been on vacation and, oh, it's just so hard to get back into the, you know, the swing of things and just doing, you know, taking maybe 15 minutes to look at the calendar and get it all set up. I instantly feel like, okay, I can do that. and even beyond feeling better that I can do it, I actually am excited because now I have a chance to look at what's coming up and saying, oh yeah, well, there's this I can look forward to and there's this I can look forward to. And you wouldn't have that if you hadn't had that chance to look at it. You're just kind of getting pulled into the week and you just feel overwhelmed and it's just a terrible feeling. So I think this is going to be huge for you. So did you just put that in your calendar as a repeating? I have not, but I will. Okay. <laughs> All right. So as soon as we hang up, you're going to put that. Yes, I promise. I will. And then I'm going to text you and let you know that I did it. Yes. Yeah, send me a picture of the. Uh, yes. Oh, that's a good idea. Way. I'll send you a picture. Yeah. Okay. That, that goes back to that goes back to accountability. <laughs> yes. We'll do a little a little recap of that. So accountability partners is something that we worked a lot on, and I love this concept. I honestly never heard of it until maybe the past couple of years. And the idea is that when you have something that you know you're likely to put off or it's going to cause procrastination and you you really can anticipate that, then you put this plan in place to enlist an accountability partner to help keep you on track. And so it could be someone who's in that task with you, like let's it could be your manager and you could say, just want to give you a heads up. I'm working on this today and tomorrow and I'll get it to you by Wednesday. Now the manager knows that you're working on it and is going to expect it. So you feel that push to do it. Or it could be someone that you live with, a family member or another friend. You could just make your intention known and say, you know what, today I'm cleaning out my refrigerator and I'm going to text you at the end of the day and tell you that it's done. And again, you know, someone is looking for that text. You don't want to have to message them and say, oh yeah, I decided to watch Netflix instead. So it's going to give mm -hmm. you that push. Um, and then you can also enlist someone who's uh, doing that thing with you. Like you could say, can we meet up? I really want to walk three times a week. And so you make a plan with a friend to go out walking and you're not going to blow it off. If that person is waiting for you, you're not going to blow it off. So there's so many ways you can put that accountability partner into place and uh, kind of fight against your own tendency to procrastinate. So yes, I'm always happy, Gail, to serve as your accountability partner <laughs> and make sure yeah, that so you set will, up. Okay. I will do that. I, I will put it in and then I will text you when it's done. I love it. Okay. So now let's imagine that it's, let's fast forward. It's several mm -hmm. weeks down the line and you've been doing this great and you've been setting up your plan for the next week. And then, and you think, oh yeah, this looks great. Like I'm set up to succeed for this week. I'm excited about a lot of things. And then you get to Monday and something comes up and you get a phone call. And you're like, oh my God, I have to deal with this now. And I wasn't expecting this. So how have you be been dealing with that lately? I mean, I'm really glad that you, you reminded me, even though it's like, you know, the whole pause thing. I think just being reminded of that is huge. Yeah. Um, because one of my clients 
her life is very unpredictable and that's but and then it kind of um trickles down into into me yeah and that's like i said that's the problem so maybe also like even when i hear from her take a pause before i respond to her i think that's also a really good reminder yeah yeah um and and then also i think a lot of us feel like we always have to say yes instead mm-hmm. of no so i think that's also a good reminder mm-hmm. that like you said also is you always think you have to do everything like you said i like that also the concept of looking at that calendar maybe it is too full maybe you are doing too much like i joke that i have dtm due to much syndrome you know so i love it yeah um that's like those are all just really good you know reminders so yeah. i think that i think i'm going to use the pause a little bit more mm-hmm. than just um and then just also one of another good phrase that i like it's like does this work for me so oh, so good yes i it sort of dovetails on this other one what is it like another person's emergency isn't your crisis you know so just because someone else dropped the ball on something or they're in a tizzy doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get pulled into it and i know it's really hard and probably especially as women you know we find it really hard to say no i can't help you or i won't um but it's a good muscle to really practice with so that it's there when you really need it and i think the time management workbook has changed since you have um, done the program, but there are now some new sections in there really going into those thoughts that get in the way of, you know, I don't want to say no, I'm afraid to say no, or I don't have a choice here. Like it's really important to be aware of those thoughts and then take a step back and look into them and say, well, okay, you know, what's going to happen if I say no? And if this person is disappointed, what does that mean for me, for them? How is that really going to play out? So we really have to look at that at what's getting in the way of saying no, if it's something that is causing problems for you. Right. Um, I think it's also hard. You want to please your client. You know, right. you also want to, you know, be there for them. And um, I think that probably gets in the head. And you want more business, you know, like you want them to be happy with you so that they'll continue to hire you. Exactly. So I understand it's a bind for sure. And actually, another thing that could be helpful with that is these are conversations that you could have outside of the moment. So you could say to this client, or it could be a family member, a friend, or whoever it is, you know, that's bringing this up for you. And you could say, you know, I want to talk through a scenario with you. Let's say it's the client. Mm -hmm. You say, I want to talk through a scenario. You know, I know your life is fast paced and it changes a lot. And, you know, I'm definitely okay. You know, when you need something from me or things change, let me know. But there probably will be times when I can't do it right away or, you know, that day or whatever, can we talk through how that's going to go or how we can communicate around this to make sure that I can still meet your needs in a reasonable time frame? And you might work out some code language for, you know, and maybe together you figure out, okay, you know, what's essential? Yes, Gail, this is an emergency. We have to just get it done today. Or like you could even use the ABC system in a slightly different way. Like, yep, this is an A emergency situation. We have to do it. Or, okay, Now that I think about it, it's kind of a B. I feel the pressure to do it today, but if you can get it for tomorrow, that would be okay. Or a C is, yep, like no rush. We definitely have some flexibility here. And maybe you can work out language with the Mm -hmm. client. And But just anticipating it and having a conversation in advance is really powerful. Mm -hmm. Can you, what do you think? Can you picture having that kind of conversation with her or any of the clients? Um. Yeah, it's definitely a little challenging. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I'm very, um, what's the word? Um, oh, I can't think of that word. I just, I'm, I'm you know, not conflict. Like I'm conflict adverse. Like People pleasing. You know, it, it's yeah. really hard for me to have those kind of conversations. But 
Um, it's also like the best piece of advice I ever got was then you start the conversation with this is a hard conversation with me to have, yeah. <laughs> you know, to have, and then it, that way the person knows that it's a hard conversation. Yes, for, you know, for that's always have. good. But I think you but I also like to... looking at the ABCs in that different way. I think is helpful too. And there's a way to put a spin on it of, you know, this is me being constructive because I really want to be successful with you and I want to meet your needs. And so there are going to be some, you know, some glitches, you know, or just ambiguous scenarios that we might run into. And the more we can talk about it and openly communicate, then the more successful I'm going to be and meet your needs. And so it's all putting it kind of on her that this is for me to make your life better. Right. Rather than going into, oh, sometimes I feel overwhelmed when you call me and I'm not sure what to do with that. You know, like you can spin it. It's the same thing. It's addressing the same thing, but you're just putting a different spin on it so that she feels like it's about meeting her needs effectively. Mm -hmm. I've had this conversation also with people who, you know, instead of a client, it's a manager and the manager might you know, like they just don't really know what the priorities are. So they look at the, what's in front of them and they think they know what the priorities are. Then the manager's like, can you do this? And can you do this? And now they don't know, you know, you and I talk about ABC and A is the top mm -hmm. priority. Now they don't know what's a priority because the manager just keep, keeps piling things on. Well, in my opinion, that's a really important conversation to have to sit down periodically and say, okay, here's everything that's on my plate because the manager might not even know if it's coming in from multiple managers or multiple people in the company that one manager might not know everything that's on your plate. And so to be able to sit down and say, this is everything that's in front of me. What's a priority for you? What do you want me to work on? So let them make the decision I rather like than you try to make it. And that could work with your client too. You know, let's say you're hired, let's say you're hired to work for her 10 hours a week and she's giving you all these projects that are way more than 10 hours for the week. You could go back to her and say, okay, I'm yours for 10 hours. This is everything that we're working on. What would you like me to work on this week? Yeah, like I said, all good reminders. Yeah. Okay, so in t back to dealing with the unexpected. So we've talked about setting up the planner in advance just so your baseline is is stronger, um, like your foundation mm -hmm. is stronger of knowing what the plan is. And then um, working on some of these skills of paying attention to the thoughts you have about saying no or moving things around. We've talked about having open conversations with people who are involved to figure out how to navigate those scenarios that are bound to come up. And then the other thing that I also talk a lot about which you probably have heard is really embracing it, that the week is not going to play out perfectly. If you have set it up on Friday, you know, there's a very good chance it's not going to play out exactly like that, but you're going to do so much better if you had a foundation and then you made some adjustments rather than going into the week blind and flying by the seat of your pants and just going with whatever come, came up that day. So really embracing the fact that the unexpected will come up and things will change. And that's okay. You haven't failed. And it doesn't mean the system isn't working. As long as you just move things around and like you said, pause and make the adjustments, move things around, you're still totally on top of things. Okay. So should we talk about the white space? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Tell me what comes to mind for you when you think about the white space and let's see if we can define that. Um. I guess sometimes it's also hard because you don't know like how much time you need for things. So that's yeah. a, you know, one issue for sure. Um, 
And then also, I guess it kind of plays into what you just said. So it's like you put in the calendar, let's just say two hours to work on whatever. And then that unexpected thing happens. And then I guess yeah. you just keep moving it. But sometimes the problem is you keep moving it and it never happens. Yeah. Right? Like, All right. So let's def define the white space a little bit. Um, so as you mentioned earlier, it, things that have an absolute definite time and place are so much easier to manage. You and I knew we were going to show up at this time because we had a day at a time. When you have a doctor's appointment, when you have a meeting with someone, you know you know when that is. But if you look at your calendar, so again, let's imagine it's Friday afternoon and you look at your calendar and some of it is filled in because these exact dates are already known. But then you look at what's around that. And that's what I like to call the white space. And that's where people tend to struggle the most because you don't have a clear plan and you have to make all these decisions about what you're going to do with that time. And when you have to make all those decisions all day long, it's exhausting. And we get what's called decision making fatigue. Mm. And um, and we shut down. We're like, I just can't make one more decision. And so what do we do? We go on social media. We check email, we watch Netflix, we zone out. You know, that's when you start doing everything else. All of a sudden you're cleaning your kitchen because you don't know how to decide what the most important thing is to do. So one of the key things I teach is to separate out the decision-making from the doing. And again, that's why I love this plan in advance habit so much because you're making the decisions on your Friday afternoon session about what makes sense, what's the priority, how, you know, what, what should go where, you're making those decisions when you don't actually have to do them. So you're only using half the brain power. Mm. Then when you get to the week, day, day by day, you're mostly executing without having to make the decisions because you've already decided this is what makes sense at that time. So it takes so much pressure off your brain when you separate them out. So back to the white space. So you've set up, you know what's already in place. Now you look at the white space. Now you have to make those decisions in advance. Okay, how do I want to use them? And how much white space is okay to leave? You know, we don't have to schedule every second of the day, but everybody's a little bit different in terms of your own you know, demands on your life, your job, your personal life. And, you know, so some people are going to be super scheduled and then some people can get, a, get away with more white space because they just have more flexibility in their life. Like if you look at my calendar, many of you have seen mine and it's it's pretty well scheduled because my life is busy. I have kids living in the house still, but I know people who have retired and they say to me, you know what, if I put three things on the calendar, if I exercise in the morning and I make a dinner and I do one house cleaning project in the afternoon, then that's a great day and I'm totally happy. So that's fine. Everybody is different. And so the amount of white space that you end up leaving is going to vary. And this takes time to kind of calibrate and figure out what that right balance is. I have, when I said to you earlier, that some days I look at my calendar and I say, that's too much. I've kind of learned my body actually tells me, like my body and my mind tell me when I'm doing too much and I don't have enough downtime, then I start to not feel well or feel overwhelmed. So that's when I start taking things off and say, I need some more rest in there. I need a nap or I just need time to do whatever um, without mm -hmm. being focused. So everybody has to figure out the right balance. But the point is that you want to be filling in some of that white space so that it's crystal clear what you're doing with that time. So what's going through your mind as you hear me say all of that? Well, the other problem too, I find sometimes is like you're working on something that you really don't like to work on. Mm -hmm. Like that's another struggle. Yeah. You know, for sure, you know, have this project and, you know, you, you start to work on it and then you stop because it's like boring or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever it is, but so, you, know, you have to do it. Yeah, um, so that goes back to the thought. So let, if on Friday, let's say you had this boring task of, 
I don't know, crunching some numbers on a spreadsheet mm -hmm. or something. And that's not your favorite thing. Like you're a creative person. You would probably much rather have a think session and, you know, come up with a new idea than crunch numbers on a spreadsheet. But maybe it's just something you have to do for your business. So let's say on Monday you woke up and you saw, okay, nine to 10, it's crunch those numbers on the spreadsheet. Um, part of the muscle that we're working on is doing it anyway, kind of being aware. I don't like this. I don't want to do it. It's not my favorite task. It's boring. But I made that decision that this is the right thing to do from nine to 10. And so I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to even entertain those questions of do I want to or is, it the, is this the best use of my time? I already decided that. So I'm just going to focus and do it and get it done. Because we have to, you know, that's just life. There are tasks that we don't prefer. Hopefully we, you know, we choose careers and we set our life up in a way where we're doing more of the things that we like and less of the things we don't like. But inevitably, we have to do some of the things we don't like to do. Right. And so it really is a muscle um, to develop, to, to get through it as quickly as possible, do it well, and then move on to the other things. You can also schedule creatively. Like if you knew you had to do that from nine to 10, then maybe you make sure to give yourself a reward with something really enjoyable from 10 to 11. So you can look forward to that and say, okay, just get this done. It's one hour. And then I get to do that next fun thing. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, this goes back to the accountability partner. Um, this could be another strategy where you work together with someone, you know, so you kind of can't blow it off. Like maybe you were to reach out to me and say, I have to do this thing from nine to 10. Can we zoom? And we'll both right, work like on our own project. Space. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then you'll just kind of keep me honest to make sure that I'm doing it. Okay. So how are you feeling now about the white space compared to earlier in the call? Yeah, no, it's all helpful. Like, you know, like I said, what's nice is just like a lot of reminders, you know, mm -hmm. just like everything in life, you know it, but if yep. you can't be reminded about it is, is helpful because you know how it is. The more you hear about it. Yes. We time. have to hear it many, many times. Um, Okay, so last topic, we were going to cover paper, having a hybrid, I, I call it a hybrid system of a paper mm -hmm. calendar and electronics. So what's going on with that? What goes on your paper calendar and what goes on your digital calendar at this point? Well, paper really is only like work versus digital is everything. Mm -hmm. and, and then part of the other problem is like, I don't have just my calendar in my phone. I have several of my clients' calendars in my phone. So it's very like, just looking at it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's also hard is, um, you know, like there could be like four things at nine o'clock and one of them is mine and three others are three other clients. So, um, so, you know what I would probably suggest is that when you're doing your planning session, you might need to have all, all those calendars visible so you can figure out what's what, but then would you want to hide them during the day? Like, so then come to Monday when you're just executing what you need to do, do you want to hide those other calendars and just look at what's yours for the day? Yeah. I mean, I guess I can do that. Ed. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to think, I have to think that through. I mean, so like I said, on paper, on the paper is only me. I don't put anybody else's anything on the paper. Okay. Otherwise... I guess that's, that would be another strategy actually is, um, you know, so if I picture you have this up on your monitor, you know, you have all the calendars and then you're using the paper to figure out what do you need to do? Yeah. So that's what I have to try to, you know, try to focus on and just also becoming better. There are some weeks I'm better than not about doing the paper calendar. So that's where the Friday will come in to just yeah. really try to, um, and I think also try to put in things further ahead too. I think maybe, you know, I do love the, like the bi-week, but maybe it would be nice 
put certain things ahead as well. Just let them forget. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's always worth an experiment. Give it a try and see how it works. And then you can always evaluate. Um, But yeah, I agree with you that I think the paper calendar, the paper planner is really good for the white space. It's for the things that don't have a definite day and time. And I just think our brain, well, I guess I shouldn't say this to everyone. For me, it works this way. And I know a lot of people that I work with find this to be true, that sometimes our brains just process the information better when we see it visually on paper versus on our phone or on an Outlook calendar. Um, There's also something to be said for actually writing it out that helps imprint it in the brain. But I find that to be really helpful that, yeah, the the digital is the be all end all. That's, you know, where everything goes right away. But then when you're setting it up for the week, then you pull out the paper planner and I do copy things over. You know, I, I normally say only keep things in one place and, you know, you don't want them in multiples, but I do copy over into the the paper planner um, as I'm mapping everything out. And then, you know, that's where you're looking at the blank space. That's where you're looking at your to-do list and saying, what are the priorities And this is what's really different in the system that I teach that you and I have worked on is taking that to-do list and deciding what are the priorities for the week and then plopping them into a specific day and time. So you're really clear on when they're going to get done. And then that white space could also be used for things like I know you've done a lot of work on health habits. And this was something really new was to map out when are you going to put your workout in or Mm -hmm you know, when are you going to stop for lunch? I know for people who are working sometimes that's not even on their radar. You just schedule, schedule, schedule. And then it's like, oh, it's three o'clock. I never even stopped for lunch. And now you feel terrible. Your blood sugar is low. Your body's panicking and you're just grabbing whatever you can to get blood sugar up. And it's probably not aligned with what you're really wanting to eat. And so reserving some of that white space for breakfast, for lunch, for making dinner, for going to the grocery store, for your workout, it's all really important. Yeah, I'm pretty good about that. Pretty good about that. But um, well, let's but can, can we acknowledge it, that? Like yeah. that that wasn't always the case. So you've worked really hard on that, and that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, but it's also a good reminder. I think I do to put um, putting also more personal stuff in the calendar to remind myself to do certain things. Mm-hmm. You said I think that's a a good reminder as well. Yeah. Um, what else feels hard about integrating the paper and the electronic version? Um, I mean, I know you've said sometimes you take a picture, I guess I forget to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that if you don't have your planner with you, you have that picture in your phone and you can look at, yeah. Right. So I guess maybe then, then really the process more of like Friday is like, you know, plan out and then take a picture, you know? Mm -hmm. So and I can see. Or um, I've been experimenting with this too, of, of kind of doing a better job of carrying the planner around. Like if, or if I go, you know, my office is upstairs. So if I move downstairs, bring it down with me. So it's just kind of always open and there so I can see it. Even, you know, I mm-hmm. also have it on my phone, but I've just been playing around with that, just kind of bringing it with me a little mm-hmm. bit more throughout the house. Well, Gail, we covered a lot of ground today. Um, I feel like we covered way more than three topics. This was so good. So I'm curious, what stands out to you of everything that we covered today? You know, what are a couple of things that really stand out that you're excited to implement? Um, Just like I said, some of like the reminders, whether it's the pause reminder, trying to get back into the habit of 
really get into the habit of looking at the week. Like I said, I've done it haphazardly, but to try to make it more of a, a, a weekly habit, um, for sure. I like, it's a good reminder about, you know, asking someone to co-work with me when I'm working mm-hmm. on something that I don't like to do. And if I can't do that, then I like the idea of telling someone that I have this project and then, mm-hmm. you know, then me, you know, texting them, whatever, oh, I completed it. Um, that's a, a, you know, a good reminder. Yeah you know, as well. And then, and I like the idea also, I really like the idea of asking the other person, what's the priority, mm-hmm. right? Why should I have to figure it out? Right, right. Yeah, I know that feels so stressful. I think that's one of the top things that people struggle with is figuring out what the priorities are. And maybe it's not all our job. Same thing in a household. Like these are conversations for significant others that you live with. Like, okay, it's the weekend or we've been talking about all these health house projects. Let's together figure out what's our priority for the weekend and then you cut down on resentment, you know, because maybe you have one expectation expectation of him and he has one expectation of you. And why not make that a normal conversation that you talk about going into the weekend or going into the week? Yeah, because we have a long, you know, we have a list as well. And we do try to put it in the calendar, but I think we also need to get a little better about it because I feel like some of them are not, they've been on the list for a long time. Yeah. And I think that I'm going to put a few of them in the calendar and then- yeah. Sometimes you just get that and you're like, it's time. I find like sometimes I'm just tired of writing it out when I copy over my list. I'm like, it's time to just do this because I just don't want to write it over it one more time. Yeah, for sure. This is your time. This has been amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, You know, I really appreciate your willingness to share some of your challenges because I think they are definitely universal. And so I think this is going to be so helpful for people listening. So I thank you so much. And I want you... What's that? I said, you're very welcome. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I want you to put one more thing in your calendar. I want you to put a reminder. Maybe let's do two weeks to send me a message Mm -hmm. and let me know how you're doing. Okay. So now, you know, that because you're going to have to message me that you're going to be working on something. So you have an update for me. (laughs) Sounds great. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you so much to everyone for listening today. I hope you got a lot out of it and stay tuned. There are going to be several more in this live coaching series. So I hope you loved it. And as always, I'd love to hear from you if there's anything that resonated or if you have any questions and you want me to go over them in more detail, you can always find me on social media and I'm happy to answer them. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.